0: Owning an investment property can be challenging, but it doesn't have to be. At Heritage Realty Property Management, they handle the challenges for you. Ensure it's rented, maintained, and gets the highest return possible, while you just collect the check. With over 50 years' experience, you can trust Heritage Realty to provide the property care you want and rental
1: knowledge you need. Visit HeritageRealtyKnox.com to connect with the team more landlords trust. Heritage Realty, we treat your property as if it were our own.
0: Stop, fast break, and it's kicking off right now. This This is No Huddle on 99.1 The Sports Animal. Over 30 straight minutes of continuous talk in sports. As we welcome you into No Huddle, it's
2: FM 99.1. We are The Sports Animal, the flagship station for the University of Tennessee. Citations for your Monday. Tyler Ivins, that's Will West. It's the Leap Year Cells event. Will West, it's 2024 on the calendar, but you can get all new Civics and Accords throughout this week and weekend for 2020 pricing. And, of course, Will West, when you have over 100 vehicles here, inventory. And I just talked to Chad just moments ago. He said, Evans, we've had ourselves a pretty good month here at Rusty Wallace Honda, and he's going to let some people save some extra cash as well. That's just what happens when you add an extra day to the month of February in 2020.
1: And, look, and, again, you get $500 of financing help, $500 in, uh, in trade assistance. And so you're you're getting 2020 prices on brand That's new nice. 2024 Accords and brand new 2024 Civics and remember they all come protected with Rustys exclusive 200,000 mile warranty it's not picked over 113 new vehicles on the lot at the intersection of Selection, Rusty Wallace Honda, 77 pre-owned vehicles here as well.
2: Most likely to happen, Chad Campbell giving you a chance to get Accords and Civics for 2020 pricing or the balls beating in by 35. My on Saturday. gosh, that was uh, that was a uh, call you by your middle name. Get your butt in this house
1: right now. <laughs> yeah, you got three names, Tyler That's Paul. Right.
2: You get your butt in this. If That's I right. got Tyler Paul, I you knew got, when, I knew when when I was. You get, be when you trouble. get
1: three names, you know you're in trouble. So I got a suffix as well. So really, William Reese West the third. Oh, uh, you dude. knew it was on. anybody call you trips? Uh, up, by the way? No, no, never got that. Never got trade. Never got anything like that. Can I ask you? Real uh, well, quick, my dad, my grandfather was Bill, and my dad was Billy, and then I was Will. So it was kind of like it was pretty. easy. Okay, real quick, just just uh, there's no
2: chance you'll guess it, but I want to throw it out there. Any chance you know what Texas A&M basketball coach Buzz Williams' middle
1: name is? Uh, well, his name is it? No, I'm, it's no, not Buzz. No.
2: How often did you hear, Brent Langdon Williams, you get your butt in this <laughs> well, house that's right what now. Rick, that's
1: what Rick Barnes said. Yeah, And that's pretty much what Zakai Ziegler said as well. Tennessee, all the mistakes that they made against Texas A&M. And again, you know, look, we, we criticized Tennessee from getting away from the center ball screen, going with the spacing stuff, right? and questioned it, and m- made sure we had the caveat. However, I've done this long enough to know there are times coaches see things in practice that they know they can get to work on the court. The ball spacing stuff worked for Tennessee this week uh, this week against Texas A&M and they shot around the season average beyond the arc at 35%. So that's good. They got crushed on the boards by Texas A&M. Tennessee out rebounds A&M by 17. Uh same number of offensive rebounds but the big difference is Tennessee with 40 defensive rebounds. Yes. Which meant that's 17 offensive rebounds that didn't go the other way. You know what I mean? So, from the last time. Got it. So, it, it's you handled that, and, and then the, the number I love to see, and a lot of this is a Kai Ziegler. The majority of this is a Kai Ziegler. 23 assists on 33 made baskets. That's getting the job done. The spacing was fantastic. They were suffocating. And the mistake they made last time in that AM hits some threes early. Tennessee sells out to we're gonna pressure the perimeter. A M drives by them. They didn't do that. Wade Taylor goes three for three from beyond the arc, and then what does he go from the, after that, Tyler? Yeah, oh uh, of seven. 0 of seven. So I, it's and AM shoots twenty percent beyond the arc. They also shot eight of fifteen at the free throw line. Yeah. Tennessee gets a win, another win at home, but but it but it, it's just it's kinda like that right now in the SEC. Alabama was leading the SEC Remember and two weeks ago it was got, Bama and Auburn. It was yeah. Bama
2: Auburn, and guess what happened between Bama and Auburn? They both ran to Kentucky. Kentucky went down to yep. Auburn, beat them up at the jungle. Then Kentucky decides that they want to lay one thirteen at home yeah, against they, Bama. Yes,
1: absolutely. But twenty beat them by twenty two. Yeah, and and Remember, so
2: we got asked on Friday what's going to be the game of the weekend. You said Houston Baylor. They went to overtime. I had no. I think we both got it right because I don't think I expected Kentucky to drop one the the most points in a conference game since 1996. Yeah, Baylor. I'd say that happened. I,
1: Houston's one of those teams that just keep running into. Like on whenever I turn the television on, that's when Houston is. is they on. were
2: up 16 to
1: start the half. Yep. Baylor came back, should have won it in regulation from the yep. free throw
2: line, but Houston survives. They're now your new number Hit. one team in the land, by the way, after Hit this
1: week's AP Bowl. Your free throws, Tyler
2: Ivins. To show you how we are spreading across everything that is sports, after the game was over on Saturday night, I got a text from a guy named Ryan, and you know what Ryan says to me? Hey, Ivan, start, bench, cut. Tonight's MVPs, Zakai Ziegler, Jonas Adu, Dalton Connect. I said, this is easy. Start Zakai, bench Jonas, cut Dalton connect. I know Connect led the way with 24 points in that win, but Will West, what Jonas Adu was able to do to slow down their offensive rebounding. And as you 14. pointed out, Zakai Ziegler's distribution and what he was doing from the
1: assist, dude, 14? 14 dimes, nine rebounds, nine points. That's Zakai's, okay. Also just suffocating. He That's suffocated it it, Whoever handled the ball, he suffocated them, and that is the big difference. You held a to 51 points and then distributed so well. And I like the way that they would set the screen or set a pick at the half court to be able to kind of get Zakai going in motion and A&M has to kind of try to catch up. And then the spacing was on point. So how many times did you watch Adu? They're spacing, four out, one in, Adu's at the elbow, get the ball to Adu, drives right down the lane because AM's and out ms of, out of position from the spacing that, ten, that, that Tennessee had.
2: I didn't want to bring this to the table because I was hoping to have him on the program as we got deeper into April or perhaps maybe after the basketball season was over. One of my really good buds that I met in Iowa had a birthday yesterday. He now does scouting for the Minnesota Timberwolves. I'll just leave it at that. You can probably Google him and figure out who went to where and why he has the connection. Long story short, he said, it's a hell of a win for your boys last night against a and said, what were your thoughts? Did you watch it? He goes, I watched 30 minutes of it. I don't know if Zakai Ziegler is an NBA guy, his but his vision on the floor, the way he distributes, he's got NBA eyes. Yeah. So Zakai's already, again, maybe a little short to play, maybe perhaps a consistent jump or whatever. One NBA scout who I talked to, I'm really close with, says, NBA eyes for Zakai, absolutely.
1: And now you have Tobey, who's who you you went Tobey Jonas together again. So, if you want to look at the different ways that you can win games, um, does this answer you, the you question? You can do with the center asking. ball screen. T- I think Tennessee's at their best running center ball screen. Uh, you can space the floor or go four out, one in. A-D do with the elbow, beat a guy off the dribble, work the ball around, do whatever you need to do there. You can um, lock it down and play a game in the 60s. Rick Barnes can't wait to play a game in the 60s. Or you can go, you can go small ball. You can go two bigs. And, and to me, that's what matters. Because if look at UConn's run last year in the tournament. You're uh-huh. going to have to learn to win games different ways. And so, because sometimes the outside shot's not falling. Or sometimes the opposing team is shooting. Sometimes you can outrun a team. Sometimes they can outrun you. So you've got to be able to win games different ways. And right now, Tennessee's just continuing to not just prove that they can win games different ways, right. but they can annihilate people different ways. Now, the one thing I want to see them do. We're still there's still one more stone I would like to see them put into the Infinity Gauntlet, if you will. And that is I learn what that is one of these days. <clears throat> I need to see them win a close game against a tough opponent.
2: Does Tennessee have problems drinking coffee? Can they not close games? Hey,
1: well, it's nobody. Nobody right now in the SEC away from home. Nobody like how many Last-second shot SEC basketball games. Are you watching these days? Uh, the airport. Florida game, the uh, against what was the Florida Bama? Was that the game? That was where they beat him in overtime. LSU yeah. just had that put-back shot. The against LSU put-back, but, that, but that's not like a tournament team, right? Vandy beating a was not. A, that's uh, not a tournament yeah, team. I hear what you're saying. So we just haven't seen that from the Tennessees, the Alabamas, the South Carolinas, the Kentuckys, the Auburns.
2: I mean, when was the last time? Let me ask you a question. When was the last time Tennessee played a one-possession game that it kind of went down to the Damn. wire? I the, Carolina, the Carolina game was was already done, even though. Dalton and try to make it close, I think arguably the last time this season, this season, Tennessee played a heart stopping what will happen at what-will-happen-at-the-very-end-of-the-game moment. Honestly, dude, you got to go back to Purdue all the way to yeah. Hawaii. That 71-67, lost. they had a chance to be able to win that game, but Zach Eady took over, and they lost, as you pointed yeah. out. So
1: that's the last thing I want to see Tennessee do, because you're going to have to do that, is win that that win a war where punch, counterpunch, as opposed to you just keep punching them, and eventually they can't keep, keep up or you hit them with that knockout blow, and it's over. Like, there was a moment in that last five minutes of the first half you felt like a and coming back, right?
2: right? Oh, I was trying to find something else to watch, but I was like, I got to finish just in case somebody tears their knee up yeah. or something. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, they, like, even though Tennessee was only up 10 at the half, you knew. Like, we all knew. Buzz Williams knew. Wade Taylor the fourth knew. Like, we all knew what was about to come. So that's still the thing I want to see from Tennessee, but otherwise, pretty good. Let's get a look at traffic now outside Riley Thomas. All right, so the big debate in the world of sports, not just college sports, not just college basketball, but all of sports today is is it time to ble- to to end court storming? Um, we saw what happened with the Duke game against Wake Forest. We saw what happened from the 21st to 28th of January. We had six different instances of court storming happening in college basketball. I would make the argument the only game that needed that, that was worthy of a court storming was the one fan at Detroit Mercy who stormed the floor when they broke a 23-game uh, winless streak. Otherwise, there has not been a need for it. You saw Ohio State, who's the number two team in the nation in women's basketball, storm the floor when they beat Caitlin Clark and I went home. What are you doing? Wake Forest fans storm the floor. Kyle Filipowski, who's a top five player in college basketball, he gets hurt, and after the, the court storming, and Wake Forest was a two-and-a-half-point favorite, and they just beat Duke last year at home. It wasn't like this was some streak that was ending or anything like that. This wasn't Tennessee-Alabama 2022. You're a two-and-a-half-point favorite, and you beat them at home last year. I have always been of the opinion that, look, until something happens, let's not have a problem. Wait to have a problem until a problem happens. Well, problems have happened. You had uh, the the fan that bumped, knocked into Kaitlin Clark, and knocked her over. And at the Ohio State game, and now you have Filipowski, who deals with an ankle sprain because of fans storming the court when they were a two-and-a-half-point favorite. What are you doing, you bunch of jabronis? Part of it is this. It happens so unbelievably often, and God love you, Gen Z. I, I love you. You're, you're, you're the chosen ones because I'm Gen X and we're too disaffected. Millennials and, and boomers are too, too emotional. So we need you guys to, to help turn the world around. I think because we have so many COVID kids that are in college right now, they don't understand what a big moment is or what is a moment, what isn't a moment. There isn't a moment in college basketball, not a single moment every year, where the, the court needs to be stormed. There's probably not a single moment every two years where the court needs to be stormed. I can't think of one outside of that Detroit Mercy game that needed to happen Since COVID, there needed to be a court storming that happened there. It's just none of these games have been a big enough deal. Creighton stormed the floor against UConn. You were given the stat. It had been since when since UConn beat a ranked team on the road? 2014. 2014. Ten years they haven't beat a ranked team on the road. You're a ranked team they lost at home to you. You did the thing you're supposed to do. That's what happened there. You did the thing you're supposed to do. We don't run storm the floor when we do the thing that we are supposed to do. I went off about it during football season, Ivins. Ole Miss fans stormed the field after they beat LSU. You just beat them the last time they played there. Accurate, and and you stormed the field then too. We can't be trusted with things. And now we got a player hurt, and and, and there's and we we could have, God forbid, we could have had another one. But again, you had six games where courts were stormed in seven days in high major basketball in late in late January. So- the, and the fact that I'm watching these idiots hit the floor when you're a two and a half point favorite. The problems, people don't know what's a moment, what isn't a moment. I hate to see it go away, but it's time to ban court storming because this generation, and, and I'm in it. And we're all there. We're all fans. We can't be trusted to be given nice things. So risk-reward
2: here. What are we putting it up against is what I'm getting at here with this question. You have made mention a few times on our program the greatest moment of the twenty twenty two college football season. Correction, no, I had it right. Twenty two football season was Tennessee and the Alabama, the storming of the field, the sea of Orms. yeah, the yeah,
1: delight. Okay, and, and and the and the young this generation, the younger generation, honoring what we did back in the day in the nineties to by by taking the goalposts down and taking them up, Cumberland. That yeah. was awesome, but that was from 1998 to two thousand twenty two. It didn't happen. Okay. To the person out there who's listening to what you're saying, and
2: they say, okay, so Caitlin Clark got ran into. She's a superstar player. That 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 can't happen. They need to find a way to secure that, or procedures need to be put in place so that doesn't happen again. And now you see it happen to the All-American star of Duke University. So this year, the
1: rock star of women's basketball, Caitlin Clark, has gone down. She's been dinged up. The biggest college the college athletic star since Johnny Manziel. Okay. And then you
2: have Cal you have Philipowski for Duke, who is a national blue blood treasure. What are the chances that these two things have just happened, but it does shouldn't outweigh what's happened in the world of what comes with court storming and celebration? But, should we be overreacting because of two instances? Two incidents two incidents that should have never happened in the first place. But should it kill the tradition that is court storming and field storming that make college sports what anything else so different that nothing else can touch well, in the world? But,
1: but here's the thing. <laughs> It's when it happened at special occasions. I didn't have a problem with it. It's not special anymore. So to they can't storm read the, floor. the room. That that's the issue. It's no okay. one can read the room. Got and it. so, Got and, it. and as this keeps happening over, and over, when you have somebody that's stupid enough to storm the floor when you're a two and a half point favorite at home against the team you just beat last year. Okay, that's fair. You, that person's not responsible enough to be given the the opportunity to be on the floor with, with major college basketball players from an opposing team because we already know that person's stupid. Right? So, and, and I'm not trying to be mean, but like, there's a reason why when you have a teenager, you don't hand your teenager a $70,000 car, right? Because you know what they're going to do with it? They're going to uh, ding, pop, ding pop. Yeah, they're, they're, they're going to go, I mean, look, we, we've been here with Avery's vehicle because of uh, her going hunting for uh, mailboxes when she first learned to drive a few years ago couple years ago so it's it's one of those things
2: i love how chad agreed when he walked off oh was,
1: yeah he, he saw me <laughs> he threw here. his hands up like the emoji well yeah, we've it, all happens. Been there. Yeah, it happens but 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 and this is what, they can't be trusted and, and i love you gen z and you're good kids and you're a lot better kids than we were but but you're trying to create moments instead of reacting to moments. Don't we
2: have a producer who's Gen Z? Yeah, okay, Ask let's me.
1: bring him in. Riley Thomas. I am I am dunking all over your generation right now because it seems like fans and it's not you cuz you're older than they are. But this group of young people does not seem to understand when a big moment is because again, there's not probably there, there isn't a moment every 3 years in college basketball that deserves a court to be stormed.
3: We live in a generation, gentlemen, where viral going viral is all it's about. We want to be able to have the post on the Twitters, the Instagrams, the TikToks, whatever it might be. We want to be able to post and show that we were there so everybody can have that FOMO, fear of missing out. I think another thing is too – more than half of the people there, gentlemen, in that student section could give two craps about who, about, about this basketball game. It just matters to them that they're making a scene on the court and doing what they can to make sure that they are known Ooh. and figured out. If you ask me, I think that's where it kind of starts. But yes, no, this needs to be ending. This needs to be done. I'm not here for stork anymore when it comes to hitting a player. And of that stature. Yeah, can, January
1: twenty one. Let me take the Caitlin Clark thing. happens January twenty one. So it was the first about... high major basketball court storming we had seen in two thousand twenty four. Nothing happened for three weeks, from January twenty one to January twenty eight. Six more times it happened
2: in a week span. Yeah, I'm sorry. Say that again. Jan six more times. Jan twenty six in a week span. In, in Jan, six January twenty
1: eighth. Six more times it happened. Because it happened with the Kaitlin Clark thing. Correct. Everybody sees it on the news. She gets knocked over because the idiot Ohio State fans storm the floor because they don't realize you're the bigger program outside of the fact that they have Caitlin Clark, and you're at home. You're supposed to beat them. Um, these are the This is the problem. We, we can't – look, I've said it before. I'll say it again, and I've always been on the favor of, no, it's great, but it's happening so often now, and when people do it so often, they can't be trusted. Put them in jail. You step on the floor in the NBA. Man, you I step just, on the floor. You go to jail, and I think college basketball, college football, they're going to have to adopt what the NFL and college and, and the NBA have done because fans can't be trusted. too unfortunate to know situations, when to
2: do it. and you're ready to get rid
3: of and pop the balloon on one of the best conditions well, in kid, college sports. A kid, got, a
1: kid get hurt, and we almost lost the biggest star in college athletics in 15 years.
3: One point I want to bring up, gentlemen. You know, we talk about these players becoming employees at some point. What happens when that happens? Employees and they get hit by a, 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 a fan on the court, and they're out for a couple of weeks. They can't do anything about it. It wasn't happening because of what they did on practice field, whatever it might have been. They got hurt after a few weeks because of what a fan did and their employees at that school. I think if that happens, again, down to a bad path. Hey, what, I we, think
2: that this is more on the universities and – their plans of execution when it comes to security at games. We can't sit there and absolutely just wipe clear or hold people responsible to the highest court of law or whatever the penalty is because they ran on the field because they're kids and they wanted to enjoy something that's you, been a part of college that's sports not unfair. For years. That's
1: not unfair. Now, it, even when they don't know how to do it right. right? I wish right. you weren't so freaking awkward, bud. That's exactly. what I want to say but to it, the it entire generation. Not, it doesn't
3: mean anything anymore either. That's no, sad, it's not. It's worthless. You're right. They're
2: watering it down, but there still are moments where people do get it but, right. But you hate it. to see a nice Tennessee Alabama kid get charged with it. a
1: felony because how cool Tennessee, Alabama the kid's it? an idiot, right? Because you you know how we know they're an idiot, they're a kid, get their kid.
2: But how cool are we talking? Is college sports and the review of the 2022 year as cool as it was? If Tennessee doesn't storm the field and tear the goalpost, uh, no, no,
1: no, it's it doesn't. But but it's still good and it's still worth it. And and if a player still, so let's just once rip a player got hurt. Let's just rip the kids for not reading the room, then. Yes, don't, that's the
2: don't, problem. Okay, Wake Forest base Yeah, but it's too many. You're stupid. It's too many. Yes. You beat them there last year. You were a two-and-a-half-point favorite. You should have been on the floor. You just but they want don't to be care. dumb knuckleheads on the they, floor. They
1: just want to be a bunch of dumb knuckleheads on the floor. So that's just what I'm saying. And, and look, and I understand your point of view. I'm not trying to give a kid a felony for being for being an idiot because okay. he's 19 okay. and drunk. And so, But, but okay, then go the other way. The SEC, if you storm the floor during an SEC game, you forfeit the game.
2: Well, then have Greg Sankey step up and have harsher the penalties ACC, than what we already have. The you, ACC. you
1: storm the floor in the ACC, you forfeit the game. You storm the floor, game's over, you lose it. If you
2: didn't hear us say this earlier, and I'll reset it now, out of the six power conferences in college basketball, guess who's the only conference that does not issue fines for court storming? The ACC. Yep. Now, I know what some people are saying. Because we wanted the media. You don't punch them enough. You don't hit them in the wallet enough where they'll stop. If you want any comparison... It was the new rules that got put into place just last year, Will. First offense, everybody got put back to zero. First offense for court storming or field storming the SEC, you get a $100,000 fine. For anybody who's just wondering what they are, the Big Ten doesn't hand out a fine until the third offense. The Big East, $5,000 if you run on the floor. And by the way, Pac-12 is only 25 k You don't even start getting into the Big 12 fines until you start getting there your second and third offense as well. So the strictest conference for both FBS football and for the group of – or I should say the Power Six college basketball is the SEC. So if there's any conference who hammers, it's, it's the SEC. Everybody else, no. Put them on the field. I so usually don't have a lot to celebrate about anyway.
1: Let's get a look at traffic here live from Rusty Wallace-Honda.
0: Why did he get? We, I just told him it was Ric Flair's birthday. He should get excited.
1: <laughs> we are live at Rusty Wallace Honda. Chad and Jake live is where you can find us on Facebook anytime. We are here at one of the Rusty Waller Steelerships, Chad Campbell. You were here today. We appreciate that. Yes, thank you very much.
4: Jake is out today. Jake is, as you all know, Jake has to go to Fat Camp every Sunday. Uh, and he is there. And uh, oh he boy. actually went last week after the show.
1: Oh, boy. And they won't let him out. Uh, oh so boy. I, I had a concern because you guys were supposed to unveil your skincare line. We were. Live on the air. We and were. I had a concern that maybe there were side effects. They caught him sneaking in Twix bars. Was <laughs> uh, it the left Twix? Right twix. It was both tweaks
4: <laughs> it, it was the top tweaks the bottom tweaks the left, the right. It was all the tweaks <laughs> But you
1: can always stream us Facebook. Just search Chad and Jake Live. You can find us there and stream us because there's nothing but that a bunch of radio guys and car guys uh, on video. That's the thing that you need to see. Love all it. right. Whenever Chad and Jake join us, we always have a draft each and every week. Yes. And today's draft, in honor of Bruce Pearl coming in, uh, returning to Food City Center on Wednesday, we both believe, for the last time ever, Chad, that Bruce will be here. There's a big belief that Louisville throws a lot of stupid money at him. And, what about Ohio State? Uh, that's possible. I think that's silver medal. Yeah, I, I think if that would be the no next possible. He to Louisville. He goes Columbus. But yeah. he's
2: gone from Auburn. I I think so. Do you think Auburn's going to take some money to try
1: to keep him in the jungle? No. Focus on football, yeah. not basketball. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, but in honor of that, we are going to do the all-time greatest. Tennessee coaches, any sport, any era, any position—it doesn't matter. And Riley Thomas is going to be picking for Jake Bull today. Let's go.
4: <laughs> hey, they pick about the yeah, same. And what? And what
1: I don't know you, if a
2: charcuterie board. is was, was going what, what round are you
1: taking the charcuterie board? I want to know what round he's taking. Derek Dooley. That's all <laughs> I know. <want. laughs> I know he's taking him. I just don't know when. So just our draft, draft order? order is: Chad Campbell picks first. I pick second. Ivan's picks third. Riley Thomas. Mm. Picking fourth. So, Chad Campbell with okay. the first overall pick. Look at the smile on Chris Bernard's the face. the all-time ca- Tennessee coaches draft. Just so you know, Chris Bernard, our judge, jury, and executioner. Howdy, Chris. He's been drug tested. Everything's Decent. fine. Good job, Chris. Notice notice, everything's fine after he
2: wins. After he wins, there's no question.
4: Yeah, you know, there's a reason that I'm picking first today. It's not because, you know, I'm the, I'm the sponsor of the show today or anything like that. It's because I got dead last last time. So, we know Chris is going to be fair. (laughs) He picked me dead last last time. Thank you for that, Chris. This one is a different story. You want me to pick – I got the number one overall pick. You have the number one overall pick, Chad. Okay, I'm just going to say this. Over a 1,000 wins. Yep. 16 regular season SEC titles. 16 SEC tournament titles. 18 Final Fours. Eight national championships. This person's not just the greatest coach in Tennessee history. This is the greatest coach ever to live. The Romans never saw a coach this good. Pat Head Summit. Pat Summit. Pat Summit. Anybody can argue with me on that one. Uh, nobody's going
1: to argue with you. Nobody's Nobody, going to argue with no Not even Gino would argue with you <laughs> on, on that one. So, that leaves. The, there are two that could have gone number one, I felt like. And so, when I, had to, I have to wait and see how Chad was going to play it. And then I go... With the number two overall pick, the stadium's named after him. Yep. He designed yep. the stadium and got to hear the story from Gus and Haywood a few years back in the in a hospital bed. He was looking over plans and blueprints for the stadium and then came back, coached one another national title, General Neyland.
4: Dude left and went and fought a war and came back. Y- Yes.
1: Yeah. I mean, come on. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. General uh, Neyland, the number two overall pick, Tyler
2: Ivans. Greatest coaches in history. Uh, if you're going to take Nealon, then I guess, and Summit's off the board. I'd say he's a pretty solid bronze medal, but I'll nab him up. Uh, I'll take Coach Former. Fulmer, Fulmer got to go take there.
1: Fulmer at three. Riley Thomas in for Jake Bull. This, this could go anywhere. Yeah, it's a charcuterie board or Trevor Bate. Which <laughs> yeah. one's it going to be? Yeah.
3: So this honestly could go anywhere, but I'm gonna go a little bit off the the path that you all did. You did football, women's basketball. I'm gonna go now. I know this is one coach, but we're gonna go with the duo of Ralph and Karen Weekly. What oh. they have done since 2002, they've gone to every NCAA tournament since 2004. They won the SEC in 07, three SEC East titles, runner-up in '13. I think what they've done. Karen's still doing it historically. Me, Ralph and Karen Weekly.
1: Uh, Chad Campbell has Pat Summit. I have General Nealan. Uh, Tyler Ivins has Coach Fulmer, and Riley Thomas for Jay Bull takes the weeklies. So, first pick of the second round of the Tennessee Coaches Draft, Jack Campbell. You know, there's a room that I go to and eat before every basketball
4: Man, game. Man, come on. And
1: at halftime, I
4: go back and eat again. Come on. It's none other than the Ray Mears The room. Ray Mears, there who you go. Who brought Ernie and Bernie? Ray Mears. Who, who put on the show down there? Ray oh, Mears. I who started the Orange it. Jacket?
1: Ray Mears. There you go. Ray Mears with his second overall pick. Uh, Okay. So that, that leaves a number of balls in my court right now. I am going to, with the second pick in the second round of the draft.
2: Guillermo, go ahead and clean that up. I'm
1: yeah. going to take the guy who was taken Tennessee basketball further in the NCAA tournament than anyone's ever taken there Tennessee basketball in the NCAA tournament. I'm going to take my guy. I'm a Bruce Pearl guy, and I, I need one of those, like I'm a Paul Heyman guy, CM Punk. I need the I'm a Bruce Pearl guy t You're t-shirt. the advocate of Bruce Pearl? uh no, you he, could be. Yeah, I would be. I'm, I am a Bruce Pearl guy. I go with Bruce Pearl. Ivins.
2: The guy's already been to two College World Series. It's a god here. I'll take Vitello. Yeah, okay. I'll take Tony V. Vitello. I'll take Tony V. He's already been to – I know this is new. This is so new money. I get it. I get it from 92 on. I'm just grabbing – snatching up two coaches right now. But former and Vitello. I got a natty. I've got two College World Series. I got some SEC titles, multiple SEC titles, lots of SEC titles under my belt. I feel pretty good about that, Riley Thomas.
3: All right, gentlemen, I'm going to take the Hall of Famer. Give me Johnny Majors. Three Johnny SEC Majors, champions, there you go. Coach of the year. Like I said, Hall <sighs> of Famer. Won the title at Pittsburgh. Weighed to yep. Tennessee. Over 100 wins. Give me Majors. Yeah,
1: Johnny Majors does have a national title in his back pocket. Just wasn't here. You're absolutely right. Coach Majors, you know, the first time I ever met Coach Majors. I think I've told this story before, Chad. I'm riding on an elevator to go up to an event and, and the sky skyboxes. And I get on the elevator. Coach Majors, I hold the elevator for him. He gets on. I said, hey, Coach Majors, I'm a big fan. He looks at me, shakes my hand, and says, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and then moved on about his day. <laughs> I met what? him at
4: Copper Cellar on the strip one day. and R. Uh, R. Yeah, he's over there, and he's eating his meal. He's by himself, having a great big glass of milk. We said, hey, Coach, he was done eating, walking out. Hey, Coach, could we get a picture? You bet, boys. He came over and he talked to us for twenty minutes at the table, Dang. and he told us about how he was the only only guy to ever lose the Heisman. He said, "You're t- John T. Majors, I think's what it was." But he said, "John Majors is I'm the only man that ever lost a Heisman to a to, to somebody with a losing record."
3: <laughs> Accurate.
4: <laughs> and, and there he was. There I said, well, he was. You know yeah. What? Just so you know, I'm mad about Peyton losing it. My mom's still not over you losing it. Yeah, so. so
1: Chad has Pat Summit, Ray Mears, Tyler has Philip Fulmer, Tony Vitello. I have General Nealon, Bruce Pearl. And Riley Thomason for Jake Bull has the weeklies and Johnny Majors. Your final pick, Chad, of the all-time Tennessee coaches drafts. Give me one, Richard Dale Barnes. Oh, there you Mr. go. Mr. 800,
4: Mr. 800. He brought Tennessee back. Tennessee was in a bad spot in basketball. He yes. brought them back, and he didn't just change. He's a winner wherever he's been, but he changed the whole culture of the program. He he went from, from – had some good people. I'm not saying that, but he took the whole culture of the program and he was training these to be good young men. Yeah, And that's that's exactly what he's got over there, and he's got
1: winners. I have had a lot of people in the basketball world tell me Bruce Pearl had good teams. Rick Barnes created a program in Tennessee. That's right. So with the number – so Chad Campbell, his final pick, Rick Barnes. So this one's tough because do you go with someone who's been fired? At a major sport. Do you go with someone at a a non-revenue sport? Yes. Or do you go with a coordinator? Tennessee was in the national championship hunt. And then this man took the Ole Miss head coaching job. And he was gone. And he got Ole Miss the double-digit wins with Eli Manning. And then he, he gets fired at Ole Miss, comes back. Tennessee is good again, makes the SEC championship again. Then he leaves and takes the Duke job. And he and Tennessee falls right back into the doldrums once he's gone. David Cutcliffe. That's who I'm going to take. David Cutcliffe.
4: Okay. <laughs> okay.
2: So
1: okay. No, I just Tyler Ivins. Okay. <laughs>
2: That's, I didn't. I'm trying to. Oh man. Oh, I don't want to do it. it just, there's nobody left for basketball to take. There's not. Argue it all you want. There's not.
1: Big Rod Delmonico guy.
2: Nah, baseball you can't do that either. They've already taken Cal, you taken Ralph and Karen. So that means I'm going to have to go deep into the in the Tennessee football question is do I want to go Bill Battle or do I want
4: to. Fudge, man.
2: I'll, okay, for the sake of try to save time I think I've already cost myself a win, but I'll take it because I'm in a bad spot where I shouldn't have been from last week. I'll take Bill Battle.
4: You finished second. <laughs> yeah. The higher you finish, the worse you start no, this No, I week. get it.
2: Bill Battle. There's no worse. It's like picking yes, pick at a fantasy draft. It is. All right. Riley,
1: Riley Thomas. Bill this Battle. is where we either go charcuterie board or Trevor Bain. <laughs> uh, or Derek Dooley in yeah. this day. <laughs> You Butch Jones still on the board. <laughs> still on the board. Well, you, uh, so Riley Thomas, you took the weeklies with the one. Why did I take one. the coach
2: who's undefeated? Johnny Majors,
1: round two. Who is your pick? The final brain? pick of the Tennessee coaching draft. You <laughs> took your hand off the piece.
2: So I can't take Brady Hoke.
3: <laughs> Brady
1: Hoke is undefeated. All capital letters. Hey, Brady Hoke.
3: You said Delmonico. I'll take Delmonico. He's got more World Series with three. He's won the He won the SEC four times. Over 700 wins. Give me Delmonico. Uh,
1: Alright, so uh, he was there 30 years. He should have won. Yeah, Chris Bernard. Yeah. Uh, Jerry Green still out there. No one took Jerry Green. Um, <laughs> Jerry Green still should have <laughs> been be in the tournament. <laughs> so, Chris Benard, Judge, Uri, and Executioner, Chad Campbell has Pat Summit, Ray Mears, Rick Barnes. Tyler has Philip Fulmer, Tony Vitello, Bill Battle. I have General Nealand, Bruce Pearl, David Cutcliffe. Riley Thomason for Jake Bull has Ralph Weekly, Johnny Majors, and Rod Delmonico. C- count us down if you will. Give us fourth place, third place, second place, and then winner, winner, chicken dinner.
5: I know I feel like I say this every week, but this seriously is the hardest one to pick that you guys have ever thrown in my There direction. we go. Nice.
1: Oh, that's not what I thought you were it's, going to well say. Well, it's tough because you got two obvious at the top, and yeah. then two there aren't enough at the obvious at the bottom, yeah, right? Yeah, that's true. He, he says I say it every
2: week. I really thought you were going to be like, Jake, look, here's the deal. <laughs> 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 I thought it was coming. Now
4: he's going to say Rowley, I'm I'm sorry. rally sorry. in for Jake.
1: The uh, texter says, surprise Rally didn't throw in Jeremy Pruitt.
3: So <laughs> Thought about it. <laughs> he did bring Hypel here.
1: No one took Josh, Josh Heupel, Heupel either. No one took Josh Heupel. That been here long enough. That
5: is surprising. All right. In fourth place, Riley, not bad oh, pick, but compared, wow. compared, that's, that's, that's to, correct. compared to yeah. some of your other options, <laughs> yeah. there were better options.
2: Jake literally oh, wow. is sitting there you, you, vomiting into a toilet clap in his hands. <laughs> is, <my> <laughs> Tyler, you have third place. I know. Go ahead.
5: Actually, yes.
1: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I
5: was it the Bill Battle pick? Because there was
1: nobody left. <laughs> Josh Heupel still sitting there, Ivins. I would take
2: Bill Battle's record over Josh Heupel's right now, and I know that's stretching it, but we haven't seen enough from Hype yet. Now, when
5: Hype goes ten and two this year and he makes the playoff, then we'll do this again next year. We play that. <laughs> Chris Bernard. And controversially, I'm um, Chad, you get second. No, oh, no. look at Pat
1: that! Pat Summit. 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 Are
4: you look kidding at the, me? I have the oh. general. You've got to be joking. Then
1: in the street after him, the stadium oh, after. Him. Oh yeah, they've never named anything also, after Pat Summit.
5: They named the s- court after him. Pearl.
1: No, ahead, I said this
5: game. was the hardest one. Oh, it yes. wasn't hard to ever
1: do and just. What was it? Did, did the Cutcliffe pick help me? That really was a oh, problem. Yeah, I it was see. Well, it was
5: it General was was more ne- It was more kneeling Okay, Neal over Summit. I get it. Round. Yeah.
1: Yes. It was he he won how many the, championships? The I forgot. The first two picks. Three, yeah,
5: that's all it was. The
2: first two picks, it you was tough. T- Come on, it's He's, not close. I'm going to defend Chris here. That's a good point. It was going to. I knew these were going to be the top two guys. Well, yeah, tonight, I, right? I knew we were going to be the, the top two. The question is, as well. did you lean more towards recent history or the guy who was laying in a bed and fighting wars? Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> okay.
2: it's a horrible
4: point. I am just going to tell you, eight national championships won, but football, eighteen final fours, football versus. Yeah, oh, didn't Tennessee claim three of those national championships? Nothing there? has ever been done that that rivals what Pat Summit did.
1: Well, the sports not a thing without putts. On it. Exactly, I would they say that. They don't have women's football bigger so. than basketball, but the sport. But I in get it. Baseball doesn't exist. He was on there. Yep. Ray yeah, Bazzard,
2: Stan Hutzman, Jeff Jarnigan coming in with his pick. Yeah, Stan there Hutsman, you go. Was that
4: the one with cross co- cross country?
1: Uh, I don't even know. Uh, well, I think I'll,
4: Stan Huntsman was cross. I'll text
2: Jarnigan and ask him.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Boys, I'm 37. Chris Bernard,
1: as always, sound judgment on your part, sir. We appreciate you. So next week it'll be uh, Jeff, Jeff Jarnigan
2: first. Tell Chris Bernard to see me in my office. Uh, that's tomorrow. not what he said. <laughs> I've, I've
4: got one from Greg. It says, uh, says you just got robbed. i got one from Jimmy that says you got hosed. Uh, Just sorry. (laughs) Gentlemen, (laughs) I love you you both. Hang on, Brian Rice, this is the biggest travesty in the history of this show.
1: Y'all enjoy your L. That's all (laughs) I can say to you. Start Bench Cut time on Tyler and Will.
0: They're not here for the popularity vote. They just want to get the question right. This is Start Bench Cut on 99.1 V Sports
2: Animal. Riley Thomas chiming in. Mine was better than yours. I'll gladly take first pick next week.
3: You didn't though, so Jake. Yeah,
2: yeah. all right. What do you got for us, Riley Thomas? All right,
3: right, gentlemen. Staying on the theme of Tennessee, what is the best chance for a Tennessee championship this spring? The College World Series, the NCAA tournament, or the Women's College World Series?
4: Chad, start us off. I'm going to say the College World Series. Which Uh, one? The, uh, not the women's college. The, world the series. Men's as college long as world Oklahoma's series. out there, we're not going to worry about that one just yeah, yet. That's probably so we're going to start the college world series. I'm going to bench uh, Coach Barnes in the NCAA tournament because I do think this is the best chance we've had to win one in a long time. And then I'm going to cut the women's college. You world
1: ever series. have like those teams that you just inexplicably hate? Like, there's no reason for me to just hate Oklahoma women's softball, but yeah. I hate yeah. them. Vanderbilt, like, South Carolina, I there's all kinds them. of teams in the East. Yeah, but you got like a reason to like. It's not like yeah, Tennessee's it's... facing Oklahoma every year. And it's coming down to the two of them. I absolutely hate oklahoma's women's uh program absolutely hate them
2: um i'm going to uh start men's basketball you guys know where i've been since november i've been all in i'll stay all in shove all in i'll bench tony v especially they can figure out who their sunday starter is kind of like what they did with cannon Peebles. big fan of what they're doing behind the plate what they did in the transfer portal and, and again because of oklahoma I th- if you ask the question, who better has the best chance to get to their final round championship, it's going to be the Lady Ball softball team. But, again, as Chad has already astutely pointed out, Oklahoma, baseball, or Oklahoma softball is still a big, big problem across the country. That's why they're gonna cut.
1: I'm going to start men's basketball. Yes, you are. I think this is the they have all of the ingredients.
2: Can I get the window seat? I'm going to bench Arizona?
1: the Women's College World Series, and I'm going to cut the College World Series. Uh, until I know who that other starter is. Sunday starter, yep. I'm I'm gonna withhold judgment right now that they can get all the way there. Also, again, it's it's just blind luck who wins the college world series these days, as opposed to who's good and who's not. It feels uh, that way. Yeah, I mean, like the number one seed hasn't done since the '90s. That, that stadium's weird with the weather. When remember around. when Old
2: Miss was the last team to get in? And yeah, when it dog yeah. pile. Somebody gets hot at Duratown, yeah. I mean, Notre just, Dame.
1: I mean, they might as well no play business. paper yeah. rock scissors on the parking lot and that just decides we'll do a tournament and see mm-hmm. that's who that's it's likely you're lucky to win that. Notre Dame who World should have been Series. hosting
2: their own regional, mm-hmm. super regional and they get pushed to Knoxville and it's like you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Exactly. yeah. No, so I that's why I'm gonna say the College I wanna know who that other starter is and again it's, it's an absolute crapshoot who wins the College World right. Series.
3: Gentlemen, on this day in 1932, the man in black himself, Johnny Cash, was born in Kingsland, Arkansas. Which SEC program has the best all-black uniforms? This T- is good. Tennessee, Missouri, South Carolina.
4: This is good. You know, I'm going to start Tennessee because obviously I'm a Tennessee fan, and I think that the black with the orange oh, looks that night fantastic. Solid. It is. That you go dark mode, black pants, black helmet, black jerseys, orange tee. It looks. It. It is smoking. I'm not saying that we ought to use it that often. So you traditionalists, don't start. Don't start. They never win the
3: when they're random. Uh, yeah. Uh, so
1: uh. Can get it. Hot take. The dark mode with the white helmet looked the best.
4: See, I didn't the like, like that. Uh, I like the black. You blue. like the all yeah. black? Yeah, I like the all black with the orange. Uh, okay. It was it was neat. Which brings me to my second point that Missouri is who you bench because it's black and gold, just simple black yep. and gold. Yeah. And then I'm going to cut South Carolina because they threw a little red and white and black, and there. there's too much going on.
1: That's the correct order. Start Chad, Tennessee by country mile. Chad's got the right. The, order the dark go. mode was perfect. Um, I benched Missouri. I cut South Carolina. So let me make sure I understand
2: this correctly. Also, the school that mile. doesn't have a normal black uniform in their rotation like Carolina and Missouri do, but Tennessee's alternate alternate uniform yeah, is better it, than their is. normal rotation. But it, but it is better. no, it's right. I just want to make sure I'm. A, I'm we're acknowledging the state. Yeah. that Tennessee's essential fourth uniform, yeah. maybe fifth, is better than m- Missouri's one, and South Carolina's three.
1: <laughs> yeah, I will say uh, also, hot take, uh, dark mode should replace Smokey the every year. I, that's not a hot take because that's exactly what it should be. Yeah, I agree that's with That's not that.
2: a hot take. That's a, I slam dunk stamp that.
3: Also, happy birthday to Marshall Falk. Between these three stars, who was the better 1990s running back? Falk, Thurman Thomas, Terrell Davis.
4: Start Marshall Falk because he had the rushing yards and the receiving yards. Then you're going to bench Thurman Thomas. He had about the same rushing yards, but not as many receiving yards. And then I'm going to cut Terrell Davis. He did have two rings, but he had less rushing yards or receiving Smaller yards. Smaller sample size because go. yeah. he got hurt, yeah. right? We
1: so that it. is the right order. It is it is exactly that order Riley Riley gave us. Start, ball, bench, Thomas, cut Terrell Davis.
2: This isn't interesting because I agree for the second time, all three. We can all agree, though, that
4: Emmitt and Barry are yeah,
2: probably yeah, yeah. one, two in the I, 90s. Barry's dead
1: did. Emmitt.
4: But they're the top two. Yeah. And can we all agree that the show's much better without Jake? Here? Let's look, just throw look. that in. That's look not at a start how much more cut. we're
1: getting done. And how much more room we have in the well, <laughs> There's that. Uh, Daniel asked us on, uh, on the text line What about all white with black helmets?
0: Uh, I'd,
1: I'd be all right with that. I can't stormtrooper with a black helmet. I, I would be all right with it because I, ha- I uh, hate the Tennessee stormtrooper one.
4: I don't know. I don't know what that would look like. I don't. That doesn't. That
1: doesn't jump, anything for you? It
4: doesn't jump out at me but yeah. but you know it might if I saw it. Yeah. I can't
2: wait to do that color. I can't wait to do that uniform combo when NCAA 25 comes out this <laughs> summer, but uh, I don't know how it look. I have
3: to see it on the screen. All right, gentlemen, yesterday was National Trading Card Day. What sport did you collect the most cards from? Basketball, baseball, football?
4: Okay, let's see. I'm going to start baseball because whenever I was buying the top stuff, that's all that came in them was yep. baseball. I don't remember collecting any basketball cards, so I'll I'll start baseball, bench football and cut basketball.
1: I uh I will start baseball. And because we used to buy the sets and yep. things like that each year for a half decade plus. That was I'd mow lawns, wash cars, do whatever I needed to do, deliver calendars for a funeral home, funeral home to be able to buy baseball cards and comic books. I bench football because I bought a bunch of the pro set when they were when they came out back in the 90s. And I'm going to cut basketball. My first basketball card I ever got David Robinson rookie card. I paid $20 for it. You know uh, what it's worth today? Not, not $20. $20. That's what it's worth Wait, today yeah, as it. well. Are yeah. you
4: serious? Oh, you know what? I got a text from Jarnigan here. He's telling me about who Huntsman was, and it – at Tennessee, his athletes won NCAA team championships in cross country in seventy-two, outdoor track in seventy-four, and thirty-one Southeastern Conference team titles. And he was named the NCAA National Coach of the Year six times. So, and oh, I picked go. that one over Pat Summit. I'm sure that would have
2: thrown yeah, me over I'm, the top. I'm sure
1: Chris Bernard, who's barely thirty years old, <laughs> would have been on top of that.
2: I want to drop Bill Bottle, Bill Battle for what he said. Does that get me the win? No. Okay. You have to
1: actually. Could you even say it, or just hey, what he said?
2: Sam Hartman. Sounds like the quarterback yeah, it was Notre Huntsman. Name. Huntsman. Yeah, yeah uh, the Huntsman. Sam, Cartman. Sam
1: uh, Hartman. Eric Hartman. Yeah, sure.
4: Uh, you're Hartman. That's Saturday Night Live. Yeah, that's I apologize. right. Uh, no,
2: right. you all have the right order. again. Can we do something where we don't have the right order? It's sure. baseball, Please. football, then basketball. That's what it is. Did anybody like
3: the gum, by the way, that came in the packs? Uh, I would eat it. No
4: yeah, one so, liked it. You know, i chewed it, it for 37 seconds. Yeah, exactly. It out, just no like flavor. I do gum today. No flavor. All
3: right, gentlemen, of course, today Johnny Cash was born. So let's start bench cut these three gentlemen. Cash, Willie Nelson, Hank Sr.
4: Chad, it's tough. Wow, you know what? You could start God. any one of these. This is just personal opinion. But you know what? Don't ever let your babies grow up to be cowboys. I'm starting Willie Nelson. Start Willie. I'm going to bench Johnny, and I'm going to cut Hank Sr. Just because I didn't really know that many of Hank Senior yeah. songs. If he'd have said Hank Jr., then I might have had a little more of a struggle there. So, there Ivins? Starting cash, benching Willie,
2: cutting Sr. I am
1: going to go the same way uh, my grandfather back in the day used to pour himself about two fingers of J&B Scotch neat in a glass in his bar in the basement take pour, out the right. old martin guitar and teach me and my brother uh how to play walk the line <laughs> in his basement so i start johnny cash i bench willie nelson and i cut hank senior you're right i, I can't name three hank Seniors. number
2: one karaoke song i think I've i've heard across the entire country visiting friends going to different states going to different campuses might be folsom prison blues Johnny
1: Cash. Yeah, know, it's it's right reason. there. What is your what is your go to karaoke song? Oh, that's easy.
4: Oh, me? Yeah. Oh, I don't have a go to karaoke song because I would be terrible. Well, oh, heard that's me the point, sing. though. But that's you heard the point. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think it was terrible. My by the go-to way, my go to karaoke song. Let's see. Mine was Elvira
1: by the Oak Ridge Boys <laughs> for a long time, and now it's uh, No Diggity. I would probably uh, I son would son probably
4: him. pick a George Strait song, maybe a Heartland or something like that.
1: That's good. What do
2: you got? Fight uh, for Your Right to Party by the BC Boys.
4: With a female. <laughs> he knew that
2: too fast. Because I've done it too many times. <laughs> if a female's like, I'll do a song with you, Paradise by the Dashboard Lights by Meatloaf. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got song. that on my playlist. Every single day. Yeah. I jam to it. Coming to Rusty Wallace
3: on? Final one.
2: Riley yep. Thomas.
3: Yep. Last one, guys. February is National Cherry Month. What is the best flavor? A popsicle. Cherry grape. Easy. Banana. You're
2: going to get it wrong, so let's just go ahead please chat uh, I'm going to get help. it
1: absolutely right. No, Chad I'm, Campbell. I'm, I'm going to get it right. There what? is only yeah.
4: one right answer. You start grape, you bench banana, you cut cherry. Oh, That's the correct order. That is so Period. close. Now, you all don't even I have
1: been, to answer Go it. ahead and get your incorrect answer out there. Chris, you
2: start cherry, you bench grape, you cut banana. Thank you. Where the no, hell was this well, five minutes? That start, explains a lot.
1: That You start grape, you bench cherry, I don't eat bananas or banana things. So I cut banana all together.
2: Who likes grape anything? I like do. strawberry grape slash delicious. cherry is have, superior have, in any flavor over grape.
1: Grape BCG is at the house right now.
2: Grape Robitussin? No, cherry. Yes.
4: Well,
1: I'm, Jellies, jam, and just sip yes. It it I'm not I'm not sitting here trying to make meth I mean?
4: either. But it's better. It's cherry.
1: You're okay. not not trying to make meth. Yeah. It sounds like you know. Like.
4: You know. You know what you can make. Yeah. You can make a great time if you go. Son of a gun. If you go to the suburban shopping center. That's right. The New Balance of Knoxville. Will's got his New Balance 574s. He's got the gray ones on today. And I'm going to tell you, he's worn these things because he's got his foot up on the table right now. And the bottoms of them, and they're wearing very evenly. So they must have measured to see if you you overpronate or underpronate or anything like that. They got the perfect fit for you, didn't they, Will? They
1: absolutely did. I need a 4E shoe. Wide sizes, extra wide sizes. They have them at New Balance, Knoxville. You love the styles and colorways they have for spring when you're always buying local. Where at, Chad? New Balance of Knoxville in the Suburban Shopping hey, Center. Speaking of buying local, you guys have some selection right now. Let me tell you, I've got over 100 new cars
4: sitting out here that I've got leap year pricing on this week. Now through Saturday night, i got That's leap year okay. pricing on Accords and Civics. You come in, and you'll get one of them for what you would have paid for them in 2020. That's four years ago. That's the last time there it was you go. leap year. And when you come here, please know that this is the place... Where Chris Bernard said that Pat Summit was not the best coach <laughs> in the world. That's Chris Bernard, and we'll get his address to you shortly and uh, we'll move on from there. So I'm not bitter decision. over it. Question. Uh speaking of bitter. You a Bruce guy? So crowd like, wins. Listen, I like what Bruce did here. And I enjoyed going to ball games when Bruce was here. I don't want him back. I'm I'm good with who we have. Now we had to go through a lot because by Bruce Leaving it caused some turmoil. Uh, yeah. We had to go through several coaches, and nobody was going to fill Bruce's shoes when he left because Bruce was an entertainer. He was the Ray Mears guy yeah. of of our day. And so, am I a Bruce Pearl guy? Yes. He he was very nice to me when he was here, and I like Bruce Pearl just fine, and I think he's
1: a good coach. Would I trade him for Rick Barnes? No. Chad Campbell, Rusty Wallace and We'll come back with a final segment. Remember, the Sports Fix at 6 today. You can win tickets to see Jelly Roll before you can buy them. Sports Fix at 6 coming up on Tyler and Will.
0: Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. check out the podcast powered by Craven Wings. This is Tyler and Will on 99.1 The Sports Animal.
2: So two things happened over the weekend in the city of Atlanta, Will West. The first one, a NASCAR race took place. And there were a lot of people who were out there rubbing and racing and enjoy what was going on. The other thing that was happening was Cam Newton was part of a 7 on 7 football tournament. <laughs> he was.
1: And Cam he,
2: Newton's team actually won the tournament. Yes. And that's not all they won over the weekend. And then
1: apparently they got into it about a thing Cam wanted to bet. The guy who he appointed the coach of the seven-on-seven team. And they ended up, two of the brothers jumped. So it's Cam Newton versus three guys. Now, apparently Cam's mouth started the thing, but they started throwing blows. But it's like, if you haven't seen the video, uh, I'm not usually one to say, hey, kids, watch this video of people fighting, <laughs> of adults acting the fool fighting each other. But it's like Cam Newton has, it's like me with a bunch of kids. If they were to have a bunch of kids in a fight, one time that happened in our yard where a bunch of kids down the street got to fight in my front lawn. And I had to walk out out there and just pull them apart. That's what Cam Newton looks like with three grown men. And he is wearing the same hat that uh, that, that Tyler Perry won in the Medea Halloween movie. But he's it does not move off of his head the entire time. So he's cut out the roof of his hat. It's still sitting on
2: his head, and he's got the tall dreads that a yes. lot of ple- people are wearing now. So the dreads are through the hat. They are. And the hat does not come
1: off. No, it does not. And, it, and, again, it looks like an adult with little kids that you restrain the little kids from being able to fight each other. That's what it looks like. Yeah, break it up. Break it up. Yeah, that's up. what it looks like. He's got one in a headlock just holding him. He has the other one by the back of the guy's sweatshirt, and he's using that guy to fend off the other guy. So that the guy can't hit him, and he seems somewhat unfazed as three men, adult men, are attempting to fight him. So Cam Newton, who currently, for those of you who want to know
2: what his baseball card looks like, or in this instance, football card, six five two forty five.
1: Yeah. Um. I, dude, I will say this too: Cam, there has never been a bigger one man army in the history of sports than Cam Newton, both in, in college in the NFL. and the pros. Body's broken, both in college and the pros. There's nobody in college. None of those guys did anything. Like, he had two offensive linemen that played 27 games. His entire offensive line, there were two guys drafted. They played 27 games in the NFL. None of his receivers or running backs played in the NFL. Like, that guy was a one-man wrecking crew. And then he goes to Carolina where Ron Rivera, he was a one-man wrecking crew for Ron Rivera as well. It was just, hey, Cam, go do things. And then his body got broken. But, I mean, That guy was good. Whether you like him or not, and I understand he's not a particularly likable guy sometimes, but that guy was incredible.
2: If you beat Cam Newton in a one-on-one fist fight, you get free tickets to Jelly Roll. No, just the Sports Fix at 6.
1: We need two callers right now at 656-9900. Win tickets to see Jelly Roll at Food City Center before you can buy them next on Tyler and Will.